Well, welcome to the Desire Truth podcast and our conversation series. Today, I'm joined by Elliot, who's a staff worker with UCCF in our region. He works with the Christian unions in both Nottingham and in Lincoln. I've had the privilege of working with Elliot on various projects within the CU in Lincoln, and it's great to have him on our conversation series. Uh, Elliot, let's start by getting to know you a little bit for those listeners who don't know who you are. Tell us a little bit about yourself, your family, your background. Uh, let's get to know you. Yeah, well, thank you, Ross, for having me on the podcast. Um, yeah, like you say, my name is Elliot, um, living in Nottingham at the moment, uh, married to Gillian. Uh, she's a paediatric doctor, um, and we have two uh, beautiful little girls together. Um, Eliza is four. She'll be starting school uh, this coming September, and Remy is two. Um, and they're a handful, they really are, um, but I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, and so that's family life. We um, attend a church in a suburb of Nottingham, um, Beeston Rylands, and ch the church we go to is Rylands Community Church. Um, I'm part of the, the kind of wider leadership team there, um, looking after mission and the, the mission team um yeah what else uh i i don't know um as well say, I, I'm, I'm ahead of you in in the age and stage of children and you say they're a handful <laughs> at two and four wait till they're six and eight and they just get even more of a handful um yeah a handful in different ways and they're smarter yeah. they, they can they can work then they know the angles and your weaknesses <laughs> My issue is my kids have figured out how to actually phrase all the phrasings for um, COVID-19 at this time. So, wow. you know, my youngest uh, twin, she'll come along and go, you know, they're not socially distanced, you know, are they asymptomatic? And I'm saying, this is a six-year-old trying to tell me how to live life. So you got all that coming for you, Ellie. Yeah, great. Okay, so, so you're staying in Nottingham, you're married, you've got kids. Um, tell us a little about how you come to know Jesus. Was that a recent thing? Have, have you been a Christian for a long time? How did that come about in your life? Yeah, um, I grew up um, in Leeds um, and my family, um, it's, it's hard to know exactly when, um, but we were part of a, a Bible teaching cult. Um, if you've heard of the Worldwide Church of God or Armstrongism, um then you kind of basically it's a a guy in america um developed a way of reading the bible um that was uh heretical and um he kind of gathered a flock in america and then there were satellite congregations of this cult um in the uk and a couple of other places um and so my family was involved in that for um, 15 years or so, um, including my first uh, seven or eight years. And so that was kind of the beginning of my understanding of, of faith, that there was this kind of, uh, kind of angry, furious God, uh, and you had to do what you needed to do to, to push back his anger. Um, and then when that disbanded because of the death of Herbert Armstrong, uh, we ended up, my family is um, Black Caribbean. Um, my mum came over to the UK when she was 17 from Jamaica. My dad was born here, um, but his parents are from St. Kitts, the Caribbean. Um, so my 
we, we after the cult disbanded, we ended up in a Pentecostal church in Leeds, um, where much of my mum's family went. Uh, and that was the very kind of opposite. The the cult was very kind of reserved and you know, don't express yourself because God is just waiting at the drop of a hat to, to crush you. Um, and then the difference in the Pentecostal church was express yourself. God wants um, uh, uh, some form of interaction with you today and now. Um, so that was all confusing. And then into that mixture, I was a... A 13, 14 year old um, <laughs> black boy in the north of England trying to work out who I was and where I fit in life. And that ended up getting into um, bits of trouble, nothing, nothing major. But by the time I was um, kind of coming to the end of high school, I didn't want really anything to do with um, my parents' religion. Um, just wanted to get on in life. Uh, had to kind of work out that I couldn't carry on getting into trouble as I was uh, because I'd end up um, either in prison or or dead and so um, had to think about what it meant to to live a, a good life um, and, and and what were the rules with that and I ended up kind of getting to the point just before uni of saying, okay, I'm basically, I basically need to live like a Christian, <laughs> but I'm not sure I want the whole God thing. And then arrived at university um, and to please my mum, I attended a church on the first Sunday, bumped into a, a, a student worker, a guy called Woody, Stephen Woodward, still remembering, still know him now. Uh, and he kind of sunk his teeth into me in the most loving possible way. He pursued me uh, out of love, gave me a text like every other day. Oh, what were you up to today? Uh, oh, do you want to go to the pub? Oh, do you want to hang out? Oh, and he wasn't a student, but he, the way he did it was just so friendly and, and warm. Um, and he kept doing it after I had said no a lot. <laughs> and so I went to church on the first Sunday, didn't attend again, and just wanted to, to find my way through. And so knew that there were certain things that I thought would bring me life and a full life and the, the good life. Um, but it turned out that as that first year went on, I was doing all of those things. I was drinking. I was had the relationship with um, someone I... I like really liked um and and instead of becoming more and more full I was feeling more and more empty um and so I got to the end of first year and 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 began to ask the question of like what am I actually doing with my life and became quite uh, depressed broke off that relationship and um and ended up reading um reading some of the gospel of Matthew um, and my dad kind of pointing out that at, at one point in that gospel, Jesus says, um, seek first his kingdom and everything else, everything else that I worry about as a first year student thinking about my future, everything else will be added in. Um, and so I didn't know what I was saying at that point, but I said, OK, that sounds like a pretty good deal to me. <laughs> Um, and so then from there through second year and third year, kind of responding 
at that point to Woody and saying, hey, okay, maybe it's time we do get a beer together. I know you've, <laughs> you've been like chasing me down and we've seen each other, but I think I've made a decision here to try and find out more about what this is because I, on my own, it's just not working out. And then I suppose then over second year, third year, beginning to understand the scale of what I'd been invited into, the scale of what would have to change, that it wasn't just uh, an addition to life, it was new life itself. I was dead and I have, in accepting Jesus' offer, I was to become alive. Um, and so that second year, third year, thinking these things through, having the time as a student to, to just piece this together to be living and sharing life with students who were going through similar things whether they were christian or not thinking about life that to me was formative and and has always kind of been part of my story and how i think of student work as just really important um because students are going through that kind of thinking about who they are and what they want to be and how they want to play a role in the world um, and I, so, I love, yeah, I love that you are pursued. I, I love that element because mm. I think often as as Christians, we'll invite somebody to church or we'll invite you know a neighbor or whatever around our garden and these COVID rules to you know get to know them. But it's not just the being turned down once, so we won't invite again. It's actually actively pursuing somebody because you love them enough to take their rejections the first few times or yeah. in your case maybe the first 10 or 20 times so that you can actually keep going well yeah. you, clearly you know your uh, faith being built at university clearly has impacted the rest of your life considering what you do uh, you're a staff worker for UCCF uh, tell us a little bit about what UCCF is, uh, dare I say, what does the acronym actually mean? And uh, how did you come to work with them? I, I was about to say, we all just say UCCF. So <laughs> I'm putting yeah. you on the spot. Do you, do you actually yeah. know the acronym? Yeah, but but yeah. what's the work they do? Um, and, and, and how have you come to work with them? Yeah. Um, and so I suppose it starts even on the back of what I've just said about being pursued in love. UCCF starts, um, UCCF is a charity, and so here's the test, uh, universities and Christian colleges fellowship, um, but that that begun um, in the early 20th century when, or maybe even before that actually, it was the, at the formation of, um, well, kind of mid um, 19th century, and as Christians in the kind of historic universities began to get together and say, God has pursued us in love and is pursuing us in love. And as he uh, reshapes our lives, he sends us to do the same, to take his love and pursue others as Woody did to me and I try and do for others. And so it began with this kind of conviction that God is uh, a God who pursues, who is chasing down like rebels and sinners and those who reject him consistently. Um, and he's wearing them down to win them over and welcome them back and give them a, a crown that belongs to his sons and daughters. Um, and so 
it starts with that it starts with the gospel this huge like story of who god is in the world and what he's doing um and over the years that's developed into uccf which is a charity that resources and equips students to um to reach other students so students reaching students right at the heart of what the charity is about um and basically i came to work for them because i heard that i i'd it'd been years after i'd been at university i'd been doing a few other ministry things we'd lived abroad for a little while um and was just looking was part of a church where the the minister had been involved with uccf and he said does this charity that like its sole aim is to give every single student in great britain the opportunity to hear and respond to the gospel and i was like that sounds like a good thing to me <laughs> that, that sounds like something i can buy into and then he was like well they're hiring i was like oh okay sure <laughs> um and so that's how i came to work for uccf i hadn't at university i hadn't been involved with the cu hadn't really um connected with it i'd lived with a um a couple of guys and close friends with guys who were involved in the cu but it had it, for a few reasons it had never really been part of my um involvement uh in in like christian things um and so yeah to long story short uccf is a charity that um that equips and supports and um strengthens christian unions in their mission to be students reaching students on on campus and I've, I've worked with Elliot on a, on a few things at, at Lincoln University, and I know that several times it's been said uh, by, by Elliot and supported by others that working with Christian Union CUs in universities isn't about, you know, churches trying to put a stamp on it, isn't about pastors coming in and trying to, um, you know, see it as their mission field, the mission field of the university is the students themselves they they are the ones that we're trying to equip train guide support students reaching students is an, an incredible missional task um and and one that that students need to be supported in so that leads me quite nicely into my next question so so uccf equipping you're working for them what what some of the sort of things that you get involved in and um, i i know some of the things from lincoln university perspective so um tell us a little bit about some of the things you've been getting involved in doing as is it all serious stuff or is there some some uh, more relaxed chilled out things yeah well the yeah, I suppose that touches on what it means when, what do we mean when we say students reaching students or, or even what do we mean when we say um, people at Lincoln Baptist Church reaching their community? Um, we, for students, narrowing it down, we, we mean that students live, play, work, speak, um, like, spend their time christian students spend their time with non-christian students so their worlds are merged and and um, part of my job is helping students in that context to think about that they're the very best place people to reach these non-christian students to help I, my job is to help those christian students come to uh i suppose grasp and understand a little bit better what it means to be a christian in in that context um and so it's it's nothing more than getting them to, to grasp 
the Christian identity um, that, that, that we share, you and I, Ross, and, and many of the listeners share, um, that pursuing others in love, like, is part of the Christian identity. It's a, a sentness, a mission, uh, it's embedded within our identity. Um, and so what that that's not something that we switch on and off. We don't switch that on in Christian meetings. We don't switch that off at 9.30 when it ends. Um, but that's actually something that shapes us, that shapes how we play, that shapes how we um, party, that shapes what, like, what it is to be a student. Um, and so, of course, that includes all of life. And that's why I think student work is so fun, because that there there are no real boundaries around um what it is to be a christian student that involves all of life and so i spend time um sometimes it's in coffee shops sometimes it's uh on a field outside of a university building sometimes it's it's throwing a frisbee around at an event or before an event sometimes it's um yeah it basically can be anything that involved in student life um where i can i can ask them questions and they can ask me questions and we can chat about what it is to to talk to students about god and to talk to god about students yeah and so it's yeah there's not there's not really boundaries around what i do which makes the the job fun and, and basically quite flexible um over the last year it's been a, a obviously a little bit different but in a normal year that mean say take a, an average day maybe I'd, I'd start with um visiting some students um who are thinking about putting on an event and we say okay what kind of event do we want to put on oh we want to do this okay why great and and just helping them think through um how to to best reach their friends um and then maybe i'd I'd meet with a, a student who has has asked to to have a chat about a question he's thinking about, a question that his housemates have asked him um, about the Christian faith. And so we'd, we'd go for a walk and have a think about that. Maybe I'd give him a few book rec recommendations. Uh, but ultimately, I'd just reassure them that the gospel is big enough to take his or her concerns, um, that we can come to Jesus with whatever questions where we feel are pertinent and important um and, it, and it's important to to begin to, to to chew through to think through these bigger things and then maybe there'd be an event where some students are gathered and and having a bit of fun and in, they've invited their non-christian friends and i i tried to stir the pot a little bit i'm unconnected so it's it's not it's not really um relationally risky for me to to ask um questions that delve a little bit deeper and so when i i can come into a group of friends who have, who are living together some of them christians some of them are not and i can ask uh not a provocative purposely provocative question but a question that moves the conversation on maybe i say why so you know these guys are christians why, why are you not christians is there a particular is there a particular thing that you're like oh when it comes to thinking about jesus have you have you read a gospel? Have you seen, have you read the biography as uh, one of the biographies of his life? And so I get to do that. It's a little bit more like I can, I can go in and then kind of allow the, the Christian students to, to, to pick up from there. 
um, and hopefully the conversation moves forward. And then maybe there's there's events in the evenings. And so there's, yeah, there's all kinds of things that I end up doing, um, which are fun and, um, yeah, and, and all about kind of students reaching students. So it's, I'm, I'm not, uh, I there are evangelistic parts, uh, evangelistic elements to my job. I do um, kind of speaking engagements, um, but the evangelists are the students. They're all evangelists, and it's my job to help them to, yeah, to do that. Yeah, I remember an event I was invited to. It was the uh, Christian Union Events Week, and they did a quiz night, and and my wife and I were invited to go along. I will put at this point, if any students are listening, uh, we won that quiz fair and square. Uh, There was no (laughs) cheating involved at all, he says. Uh, But I remember on that evening, I was invited to, to speak in a kind of evangelistic talk. But then it's reminding yourself throughout the whole event that you're not there to be there as the evangelistic arm. You're there to do the talk. And you're encouraging mm. the students to be that evangelistic arm. And I'm um, certainly Elliot and I have been together at various different events. Uh, one that stick into my mind is the carol service. And I remember, um, you know, a room of two, three hundred people, and me and Elliot standing at the back, kind of seeing all the students getting themselves organized for this carol event. And we're both kind of chuckling to each other as we watch them try and organize this massive event, kind of going well, if this was in the church, we would probably do this, this and this, uh, but actually just giving the students freedom to, mm. uh, you know, learn and, and, and go through these events. Um, I particularly remember that event because that's the event that um, I pulled out a Christmas tree and did a random talk on a Christmas tree. Anyway, before I digress into multiple stories, clearly you work with students, give them time, give them support. Um, I want to kind of come to this last year. This last year for students in every university, whether Christians or not, has been incredibly difficult. Um, We've seen it on the news, haven't we, where we've had students locked into their dorms, putting posters Mm. up, I've seen students going home. Hey, we've also seen students breaking the rules and doing the odd party here, there and everywhere. Mm. It's been a tough time for students. Uh, Specifically, just thinking of Lincoln, obviously we're we're based in Lincoln here. Um, Can you tell us and give us some insight to the struggles that maybe Lincoln Christian Union CU has faced over this last year? And maybe some of the things they've done to try and work their way through those issues. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose even just looking back at the Christmas event that you just mentioned, remembering that the that the CU is a team of 19, 20-year-old students who's prob- probably their first taste of organising events, first taste of leading their peers. And so... So first of all, that as a an achievement is huge. That as an achievement when the task at hand is students stepping out in faith, in mission as a community to their often apathetic campus, that's something that can only happen, um, I think I'd be willing to say, through the work of the spirit. And so there's that is huge first of all and then for that to happen in a pandemic that the university of lincoln has a christian union that has first of all survived (laughs) the pandemic Uh, most societies have not operated during the pandemic the cu has 
And so, first of all, survival for these 19 and 20 year olds to say the way that God has pursued us in Jesus is important enough that we want to try and work out ways in a pandemic where where these 19 and 20 year olds are facing the same pressures as everyone else. We want to work out a way of of pursuing our friends with that kind of love, with God's love to show them Jesus in their first taste of i think that's incredible mm. for me that i like i feel like i'm on the the in the front row watching something really significant happen and and it is really significant so first of all uh, i suppose the 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 first thing to celebrate really is that the cu the christian union this witnessing community has survived there have been so many difficulties um like the fact that the the CU is about students reaching students but students haven't been around other students and so that merged world suddenly is is no more people are at home isolated or if they are on campus they're kind of locked down and isolated again and and so um one thing that the CU has had to do is be intentional and proactive about maintaining relationships and, and and taking those kind of first steps in pursuing relationships with their um course mates and those that they may have been living with um who don't know jesus it's that kind of pursuing people in love not just not just to form relationships because that is a good thing that is something that is important but the there's also the the a measure of um, a desire to for the CU students to offer those who are isolated and 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 at their wits end during the pandemic offer them a hope and a community that is genuinely transformative. Mm. Um, and so, uh, yeah, in 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 normal life, opportunities to to talk about the hope that these students have would arise naturally. They'd be um, playing Xbox together in their shared accommodation and something would come up. Oh, where were you yesterday? Oh, I was at, I was at church. <laughs> church? The conversation goes from there. Um, but those, those are opportunities that arise naturally just haven't been happening in the same way. And so the CU has had to be active they've put on like a whole calendar of online events where they've they've been attending and building community as a christian union this is a mission team a missional community and so there has to be something there um that exists uh, a community um of love that demonstrates the gospel um and they've been using those online events to invite um invite those they're pursuing along to encounter um and i suppose encounter a gospel culture um but also encounter the gospel proclaimed um and so there's been regular invitation um to these kind of um events and the the cu community itself for for students that uh, are largely isolated at the moment um yeah and so yeah the, there's lots that's happening 
Um, the I, I've just been so impressed, and in particular, shout out to to Zach and Abby and the and the rest of the exec. Uh, the exec the executive committee is the group of students um, that lead the CU, and Zach and Abby have been leading that executive committee, and and they've had to they've been doing some kind of MBA business level ad- adaptation uh, during the pandemic, and so. I've been really impressed with them. Um, I've been really, really thankful to God for for their willingness to keep mission and holding out the gospel and Jesus Christ to their to their campus and so. Yeah, yeah I think I think it could have been easy for them to just not bother running. See, oh, yeah. you know, that's the easy option. Do you know, does anyone want another Zoom? Not really. Okay, we'll just we'll just won't do it this year. But I fully agree. The committee this year have really pulled out everything they can i've been to a couple of their zoom meetings and and they genuinely have been making real effort to invite people and to to engage um, I'm, I'm speaking at one of their their zoom meetings in, in a couple of weeks and just even what they're putting together in terms of the talks that they're wanting um their the talk I'll, I'll be doing is is a god of compassion you know the, the exec team are trying to bring the message of jesus in a scary world um, to, to the students. So yeah, very much agree with you there in terms of some of the things we've been doing. And we have to remind ourselves, they're all undertaking degrees. They're all yeah. trying to navigate a lockdown themselves while at the same time trying to be missional in their thought process. That is that yeah. is no small feat to, you know, um, mm. to do. Well, thinking about, that's the, the CU, think about UCCF. What are some of the things that um, I guess UCCF are looking at in the future? You know, um, I think for the rest of this academic calendar, we're probably still in kind of lockdown season. So kind of looking September onwards into the next academic calendar. Mm-hmm. What are some of the things that you'll be doing um, at UCCF? Is it is it much of the same of everything or is there going to be a few things different in the coming year? Yeah, um, I suppose the reflecting on the year gone by, um, UCCF has has really had to change how it resources students. Uh, a couple of big changes is it that that we've had to make as a charity is to, um, I suppose, pivot from the kind of the way CUs would usually be equipped would be these large meetings, um, a weekly meeting for the CU where someone comes in and encourages and. Um, inspires uh, students to live missionally through the gospel um that had to be adapted um firstly because things just went on zoom uh and doing those big meetings is hard and so uccf put a lot of work into thinking through the very best way to equip students in this kind of new moment um and developed something called impact groups which are um small um small groups of students where every student is known um so that there's a sense of of if you're not there you will be missed um and for those those small groups of students to be working through um understanding the gospel and being inspired to reach out with it and and even doing uh, mission and evangelism together um and then thinking through okay if we replace like the central equipping stuff with those smaller groups, what can we do that's still like large scale, still gives a sense of what the students are involved in 
that you kind of get your eyes down on the five other people who are reaching your friends suddenly you 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 do want to have your eyes lifted to the fact that this the CUs are a national um a global movement in fact when you look around the universities around the world um and so the there were lots of central um lots of central uh centrally produced um videos and other resources equipping students to to do CU life and some of that kind of will blend over into September where it we're just not certain what September will look like October will look like um and so there's going to be an, I think there'll be an element of it being um kind of mixed um mixed online and um offline stuff um but the opportunity I think is staggering and so uh, as a charity we we have to recognize that um uh, this year's first years um have missed a a year of university and not just a year it's the year the freshest year where you meet your friends your best friends for life all these promises that university offers inflated but they still students still arrive at university hoping for the full life that's my story as well um and so first years have missed that um and then uh, and so they'll be coming back as second years in a way as freshers and so they won't have made the connection and even third years will be in a similar place because the original lockdown happened in april so they kind of were cut short for their a bit of their um their second year uh and then you have the normal freshers who are going to be arriving hopeful for the university experience so you've got three years of students who want to engage, who don't know how to engage, who are nervous, filled with anxiety, not just the social anxiety of meeting new people, but the anxiety of, um, uh, of COVID and everything that's happened, but also the anxiety of being a particular generation. That um, what we've seen from students uh, within this generation is that they do want to have complex conversations about how to live good caring lives but they they want to start from a place of anonymity they don't want to expose themselves too quickly uh, there's a there's an anxiety that's inherent within the this generation of students and so there's this really complex picture of what september will be and like i said no other generally no other societies have flourished during the pandemic they just haven't adapted and so the CU has a huge opportunity into that context to hit the ground running and to be the kind of community that the universe the university needs um, with the gospel at its heart and so uh, UCCF has, has recognized that it's kind of once in a generation opportunity um, and so uh, in the run-up to September the the National Leaders Training Conference, CU Leaders Training Conference, uh, which happens um, each year in August, uh, the, the aim is to make that as big as possible, as accessible as possible. The aim at the moment is to have that in person um and the 
and the logistics of this like conference are, are huge and complicated to make sure that it can be the very best um, opportunity to equip students um, for the season of mission ahead to build momentum. And actually, it's not just a kind of, in a way, the best way to equip a student to share Jesus is to show them Jesus. And so much of forum will be, hey, let's stand shoulder to shoulder and look at Jesus. Isn't he incredible? Isn't, uh, isn't communion with the Father through union with the Son uh, for life in the Spirit? Isn't that the full life? Isn't that everything that we that we want and so when students begin to grasp that with their their heart and their head and their hands and their their entire lives they then become like dynamite evangelists because they stand shoulder to shoulder with their non-christian friends and they do the same thing they say look at jesus <laughs> it's not about this christian student it's not about a staff worker it's it, it's about jesus and so that becomes compelling and so the uh, the national conference in the summer in August is an opportunity to to get maybe a, a thousand or more students in a, a huge um, ventilated tent as possible as, as marquee as much as we can and say, look at Jesus, yeah, look at what God is doing in His world. He's uniting all things in His Son. Come on. And so the the CU for the CU in Lincoln, that means um in a couple of weeks they'll be handing over leadership from the C the the leaders who have led through the pandemic to the leaders for the next year. And those new leaders will go through a process of planning and dreaming and, and envisioning what September and October could be. And they'll do that through May. Uh, and then in August, hopefully we'll try and get every single one of them to this big conference where the main thing will be look at jesus he is enough for you yeah. and he's enough for your campus he's enough for this world and so the uh, yeah those are the kind of big stepping stones and then they get to they get to september and they they run they do whatever they think is most appropriate under christ with the power of the spirit who lives in them they they do what they what they think is right and they and they're inspirational they're they're creative they're um they go beyond anything i could tell them to do you know they they're they're incredible and so um that's the exciting thing that september will be september october will be an unknown until these students dream it up um the beauty is that from a church perspective, it's never been easier to get yourself to a church. So in some senses, that's mm. the way the church can support the CEUs as they start running and flying with their new um, kind of agenda ideas and creative vision of how to reach students. It's, it's never been easier to then um, grab hold of those unsaved students and say, well, well, I know you've got to this point in your, your thinking. Why don't you come along to church? And, and to be honest, I know it's really scary. So why don't you just watch this service online first and let me know yeah. what your thoughts are? You know, it's, it's never been easier for the church to support MCUs in this perspective. But, but just kind of coming to my, 
last question. I, I think my last question is really how do our listeners support UCCF and, and see you certainly here in Lincoln? And I think that, you know, the normal answer is going to be, you know, prayer support and, and lifting up um, committees. I'm going to take that as a given. I'm going to take it as a given that Christians, certainly here in Lincoln, want to be praying for students, Christian students reaching other students. So, so come, come at me with a, a practical answer. How can churches, Christians, those listening into this podcast, support practically the CU, um, say here in Lincoln, or, or really any CU in the country? Mm, yeah, that's a great question. I think, like you say, top of my list would be prayer. Um, and kind of moving. Um, yeah, I, I think it's worth saying that the the vision of I think I said it, said it at the start. It's why I work for UCCF. The vision of the CU and UCCF is to give every student the opportunity to hear and respond to the good news of Jesus. That's impossible. Like without the supernatural intervention and ongoing empowerment of God, like that's impossible. So please, please pray. Um, and so that we'll move on because we, we kind of know that. Um, practically, uh, well, maybe here's a challenge for Lincoln Baptist people. Be the kind of church that a, um, a non-Christian student can turn up in with their mess, with their ugly, confusing mess. Be the kind of church that welcomes them, that uh, that isn't solely focused on whether they get it or not, um, but is focused on pursuing them in love. Wouldn't it be amazing if over this next year, the churches in Lincoln were just like inundated with uh, with student baptisms. Like was just part of the result of the pandemic. That students were asking deep questions about life and students from local churches it's important to say that that these CUs aren't just like organizations that are adrift from the local churches no the CU is the missional arm on campus of the local church but that missional arm was bringing students home to the local church wouldn't that be amazing and so what kind of local church should the local church be well it should be demonstrating and proclaiming the gospel there's nothing nothing more convincing nothing more convincing for a non-christian student than a um a church that preaches and lives out the gospel yeah it's that partnership that it's the it's the uccf is working to support students and we as the church are partnering with both the students and UCCF to, to live out the very things they're talking about. You know, Precisely. Yeah. It would be a nightmare if a student shared the gospel on campus, an unsaved student, you know, gets really excited about it and turns up to a church that just simply doesn't reflect the message that's been shared. So mm-hmm. it's a real challenge. And it's a challenge certainly we here at the Baptist will take up. And, and let me um, put, I suppose, a finer, a finer point on that. 
that the the gospel that is being preached on campus as as far as we can help students to do it is a gospel of um faith and repentance mm. um and so when a student says to their friend steps out this 19 20 year old steps out and says hey there was this this guy who was walking around the like the 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 backwaters of um judah two thousand years ago and he was claiming to be god and he said that his his kingdom had come and, w- and what that means is you trust him mm. and you you turn from trusting yourself okay so come and see a community that's doing that yeah like the the the, the it's it's super important that that is consistent within the church faith and repentance and so what does it look like for the local church to be that kind of community and and i know that you guys are doing that that that's that's what we do as church and i suppose it's the encouragement to keep being church to keep trusting in christ to keep repenting together and I think you may even touch on that in the kind of diversity chat you're having yeah. um, next next week that that actually if students arrive and students have a very keen sense, this generation, of what they think is good in the world, mm. a very keen sense. And so if students come into a community where there is some of that good, but there is some falling short, then they see themselves there. They see good and they see bad. But what the Christian gospel says is um, that there is a God who is faithful and just to forgive those who would repent. Mm. And so nowhere else says that. And so they come from a world that is harsh, but knows good and knows bad into a community that knows good, knows bad, but is weekly daily from moment to moment taking their failures to the cross of christ and receiving grace and trusting in that grace for life and flourishing and hope and so if there's a community that they that a christian student can invite a non-christian friend in to see that happening to, to see what it tastes like for for people to repent together, to believe and trust together, then I think that's dynamite. That's something that can be found nowhere else. And so keep keep being church, being church together. It's the church, it's the charity, it's the students, it's all working together. Um, And just one of the things that that I can say, um, maybe I'm I'm, I'm bold enough to say this, as a church, we we love to um, support the students at the Christian Union uh, financially. We we love to do that so that they can feel um, that finances won't stop them doing what, what God wants them to do on campus. So if anyone's listening and wants to support either UCCF or at Lincoln Christian Union or, or the BGU um, at, here in Lincoln, and please do and know that you can send in and funds to us at Lincoln Baptist. They will go directly across and we, we give regular uh, giving and support to them. So if, if you don't have a clue how to uh, get to UCCF website or the Lincoln MCU um, and don't really know how to do that, uh, trust us you can you can do it through us and we'll support them and whatever projects hey we've supported a water bottle giving out at midnight to the those that are struggling a little bit partying a bit too much uh, and we continue to support i'm just thinking september hey they may have incredible ideas 
uh, to reach the campus. And, mm -hmm. you know, here was it 12, 14,000 students in Lincoln. Imagine if our CEUs were fully funded and resourced to every idea that they could, they could reach out on campus. I would love mm -hmm. to see that happen. So if you're listening in and you just feel that the Lord is leading you to, to not just pray, not just be the church, but also to finance, please do get in contact. We would love to, to help in that form of way. Uh, let me just finish up by praying for Elliot UCCF and the local CU here. It's been great to chat with Elliot. He's certainly yeah, thanks he's, he's, for having me. He set the challenge before us as a church to essentially bluntly get on with being the church. I love that. Um, we'll need to we'll need to uh, batten down the hatches and, and really get on with that so students will be welcome in our church. But let me let me let me close by praying for for Elliot. Father, I do thank you for this conversation. I, I praise you that uh, even in this season that, that two guys can come and talk about Jesus, smile and have the joy of knowing that, that we have been saved and that we have a passion for others to be saved. Father, I thank you for Elliot and his work with UCCF and the local uh, Christian unions. Father, I do pray that he'll be able to give his time, his energy, his focus, first and foremost to you and then to the, the students of our university. Father, I pray that you fill him up in his local church that he will be continually filled up by you so that he can serve in this way and father for the christian union certainly here in lincoln university father we pray that you would just support them guide them encourage them lift them up father because we know they are doing a work on the campus father help us be the church help us financially resource pray for the unions father help us be there for what they need sometimes it's just a quiet word sometimes it's a bold approach to an event father help us be whatever they need to be so that they can serve the campus of lincoln university nottingham university wherever that may be so that the gospel may be given out so that every student has that opportunity to respond and so father we pray as elliot has said may there be many salvations and many baptisms because your word has gone out we pray this in your precious name amen amen